never introduced the show like that. No. And away we go. Oh, God, that was... Uh, Usually we're talking about like Neil Finn or something. We are. Normally, this is true. <laughs> or or a Squeeze member or or a sitcom, which I want to talk to you about something. Okay. Uh, but we'll get to that in a minute. Um, so... This is what the fork. I'm Jared. I'm Jason. And uh, we're gonna start. I would like to start talking anyway about you folks, the listeners, the fork buddies, because as I'm a, a statistics nut, um, but I, I, I will frequently. I will. I, I just can't not do it. I, I it's 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 uh, just a habit of mine to check like our numbers every day. It's mm-hmm. it probably is a source of my anxiety are you do you press um refresh like every minute no no no. see i uh i will i i don't refresh every minute i just at one point during the day and i've limited myself to one i'll click over to the speaker statistics and uh and see where where we're at and um so we're almost at 2000 downloads already for um, for the 19 episodes that we have up already, which is say what? yeah, that's pretty solid. I'm I'm pretty happy with that. I think it's I think it's doing pretty well. So we got Marin numbers. N- no, no. Is Squarespace going to come knock on the door? We're, we're not. Yeah, no. We're we're not at uh, Jersey. <laughs> we're definitely a second or maybe fifth tier WTF. <laughs> you know, that's why we have a question mark at the end of ours. <laughs> Um, cats. <laughs> <laughs> well, Susu makes an it makes the occasional appearance. That's true. Susu uh, lives. Susu. <laughs> You've got to call her by the right name. Um, not that she. Uh, hey, Susu. Speaking of, um, and so, but I, what I was looking at, what was interesting to me, is our uh, like the geolocation of where people listen to us. Mm-hmm. Um, not surprising country wise, predominantly is the United States. Right. Because we are the ones making America great again. Oh, Sorry. That, that whole phrase has been tainted. Um, and now I always fall on the side of, of the, uh, of the, the Jeff, um, shoot, what's his name? Jeff Daniels speech in the newsroom. Oh, I've only watched like one episode of that show. I think it's the first episode. Oh, well, that's good. But he's like in the college, you mm-hmm. know, and he's on the panel and they're asking why is America the greatest country in the world? And he he starts off with, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, but so 82% of our listeners come from the US. Beyond that, though, we have 5% coming from the United Kingdom, which oh, hey. is pretty cool. Yeah, so shout out to all our Brit fans out there, our British Fork Buddies. Thank you. Um, we, we'll, for you, we'll spell Fork Buddies with a U. Um, F-O-U-R-K. <laughs> <laughs> and we just lost our UK listeners. <laughs> all 5%. <laughs> It was fun while it lasted. No, we've we've also got three percent coming in from Australia. About one and a half percent. Netherlands and Canada are tied, and I, then Ireland and Spain are tied. I think that's why we need to keep talking about Neil Finn. 
because we kind of got that Aussie New Zealand demographic. Well, going. so if we're talking about Crowded House, they would be considered like an Australian band, kinda. Okay. But if we're Neil Finn is definitely is definitely uh, 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 he's a Kiwi. Uh, he's a Kiwi, yes. And there's a big gray spot where you are in New Zealand. Just saying, you know. <laughs> so our to our Aussie listeners. We're we're taught we frequently talk about your king, um, <laughs> <laughs> Neil Finn. <laughs> so, if maybe we should start talking about like Fly of the Concords, what we do in the shadows, Peter Jackson, Peter Jackson. There you go. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, hey, I I liked a Lord of the Rings movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you saw one. <laughs> I actually, I haven't seen the Hobbit films. I did see all of the Lord of the Rings films. I did um, think that The Return of the King had too many endings. Oh, yeah. I was done with the first one. Um, but, so, I was surprised to see if it, when we break down into our, our top 10 cities, only 6% of our listeners come from Phoenix. Yeah, so next up is Chandler? Alexandria. No, no, no. no. Um, there are only two cities, two Arizona cities in the top 10, which are Phoenix and Scottsdale. Okay. Uh, one and three, respectively. Alexandria, Virginia, for some reason. So hello, Alexandria, Virginia. Hello, Virginia. <laughs> hello, Virginia. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, Greenbelt, Maryland. Sacramento, California. Okay. Capital city of, of California. Home of Laybird. There you go. Uh, Atlanta, Georgia, home of REM. Yeah. Um, I actually, know that's in Athens more, I suppose, Athens, Georgia. I, I, I bet you I know the two people in Atlanta who are listening. Well, it's not necessarily two Maybe people three. either. So if, if 80%, over 80% of our listens come from the U.S. in total... And there's no city where that's higher than six percent of our listeners. So there's mm-hmm. people all over the country that are tuning into what the fork. That's blowing my mind, dude. I'm saying it blew my mind. I am shocked. Uh, Long Beach, New York, um, Los Angeles, California. What? Like I need to qualify. Like that. Long like Beach, California, and no, then Long, Long Beach, Beach, New, New York. York. Yeah, I think because um, if we were at Long Beach, California, that would definitely up our street cat street cred. Well, LA is in the top ten. That's oh, what? That's what I'm saying. Los Angeles, California, top ten. Um, Eugene, Oregon, and Kansas City, Missouri. Those are our top ten cities. Now, is this just? Does this include like Apple and? Yes. So here's something else that I found interesting. While we're going down, while we're boring our listeners to tears, but my point with that is, uh, before we move on to like where we're being listened to as far mm-hmm. as apps go and all of that, which was also surprising to me. Um, is I would love to hear from people who are listening to us that are not in our home state. Yeah, it would be really cool. I, so it, it, I'm blown away. I, I'm blown away. Period. Mm-hmm. That people listen. Yes, because as um, uh, when I was at first draft on Friday, mm-hmm. I was talking to um, Daily Plan, uh, Cameron, Cameron. I was yeah. talking to Cameron, um, and. He he, rec- he recognized me by the sound of my voice. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> and um, Cameron, who brought me this beautiful typewriter know, over here, which is I so saw, fucking cool. I saw that on the Instas, and I was, oh, he's a glorious man. Yeah, it was so, really cool. But, uh, um, but um, 
I to do recognize like, by your voice. That's yeah, that was that was crazy. That's like that's that's celebrity status there. Um, but um, he, um, he said that um, for one, he recognized my voice, which mm-hmm. was like crazy. And also, um, thank you, Cameron, by the way. And <laughs> I just go under the guys that no one listens. Because it keeps me humble. (laughs) Well, yeah, we should probably... I mean, this is the last time we'll go over this. But I just wanted to throw it out there as a... um, You know, it would be cool to hear from from people that that are listening to Mm -hmm. us. And so, in order to do that, you can email whattheforkpod at Mm gmail.com. Or you can add us on Twitter, right? That's the thing. That's Mm -hmm. the phraseology. Um, or as my, at what the fork pod mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. also on the instas the instagrams sure. at, at at what the fork pod all that we branded correctly on that everything's at what the fork pod mm-hmm. uh, and you can hit us up personally at ltd underscore engagement or jason e kyle k-e-i-l um, it's like we've done this before once or twice <laughs> <laughs> this is our 20th episode man. Mm. that's um we're 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 into our our the the uh, multiple tens now. <laughs> um, so, but as far as where we're being, uh, like Apple Podcasts is not one of the biggest ones that people are listening to us on, um, which is a little shocking. I always think of Apple as still the biggest one, and um, so we're always. Uh, always requesting uh apple podcast reviews and ratings and we have some which, which we have more great. now i actually checked today we're up to seven no and kidding. all five stars nice because so, i too am obsessed with numbers yes um but we're actually getting the greatest percentage of our listeners from stitcher whoa right so which actually that's where i listen to all of my podcasts right now but i also have an android phone so do we get do we get our special own special promo codes in probably if we if if hoot and waddle stops (laughs) producing this thing and 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 uh what uh uh, earwolf buys us out uh, (laughs) we should be so lucky i didn't realize um side no i didn't realize um gimlet got bought by spotify spotify yeah that's that's what did you not know what i was referencing when no, i was saying I didn't. that Newton waddle was like for sale if, if spotify was listening i thought you were <laughs> i didn't just pull that out of the air man I'm, I'm i've got my pulse on the or my no see i don't have my pulse on anything i have my finger on the pulse of the industry no. um i've heard that if you put your pulse on something then you get sued but uh <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, our, 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 our top three apps are Stitcher followed by generic Android app followed by Spotify. Are you generic Android app? I don't think so. No, because I listen through Stitcher. So, um, because I have the Stitcher premium thing, which I got Mm -hmm. to listen to the, um, I don't know if it was a Stitcher exclusive or, uh, Stitcher premium exclusive or not, but I listened to that James Bonding commentary for Dr. No. Okay. That one, cause they just released... A new episode. They just released on Her Majesty's Secret Service, which I started listening to, and then I realized I wouldn't even. I thought I could at least hear the movie a little bit while mm-hmm. they're. Oh, but you can't. You can only can't. hear. You have to like sync it up, and it was really fun watching Doctor No again with with mm-hmm. their commentary. So I'll, I'll plan to do that with uh, with mm-hmm. On Her Majesty's Secret Service as well. Well, now all the Bond movies are on Netflix. No shit. Well, all of them. And here I am with the Blu-ray box set like a sucker. <laughs> Same here. <laughs> but the they have them all up to Casino Royale 
and apparently the Casino Royale edition mm-hmm. is twelve extra minutes. No shit. Um, it's like a like a, one that was never shown in theaters and rarely gets Netflix exclusive, huh? According to some clickbait I read on Esquire. Ah, so so reliable. <laughs> it seems <laughs> it seems solid. The, yeah, it's backed up by. Um, Phil Noble Jr. Who oh, okay, is the used to be the Bond expert for birth movies death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, as 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 Matt and Matt referred to them to him, the their man in the East. Yes. Uh. Who um, other side hustle he now does or side note he does Fangoria. Fangoria, now. yeah. And apparently this quarter's cover story mm-hmm. is on Jordan Peele. Oh, being interviewed by Paul Thomas Anderson. Wow. So, and of course, it's not really a newsstand thing. So we have to like order it on the internet. So, because it's a quarterly now, I think. Right? Yeah. It's like a book style thing. Mm hmm. Which, which is what they used to do. I think they still do to a degree with Birth Movies Death. Mm. They would sell it at Alamos. Okay. Um, some Alamos. They don't sell them at at least the ones here. In I don't think so. AZ, yeah. But they, um, I bought one the one time I went to Austin, and um, it's solid. It's like a, it's um, it's really interesting what they're doing with the magazine. So, like an anthology level thing. There yeah. I go making the rookie mistake of of putting my phone too close. But I was going to see. I was going to check something here. This episode of What the Fork is sponsored to you by. Baby pictures. <laughs> and, oh, oh, so uh, I've been exposing my newborn to music. Oh, good. Um, today, what stuff? So he apparently likes rock music. Oh, good. Because he's my kid. There you go. <laughs> um, Let me know when he starts styling his hair like Brian Ferry. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> when, when he starts having hair, I'll let you know. <laughs> Um, he seems to favor, um, early as opposed to Avalon, but I, okay. but I mean, it's, you know what I, I have, I started really favoring Avalon and, uh, and then have grown, uh, fonder, more and more fond of the early stuff. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's grown on me more and more as, as I, as I listen to it. But today we listened to Devo. A oh. little bit too. Hmm. And Devo, he he started to dig a lot, but then Are we not men? We're Devo. <laughs> and well he's a baby. <laughs> and uh Are we not just barely able to keep our head up? <laughs> yeah. Well, he was doing pretty good. He likes whip it, of course. Oh, okay. I think he likes he likes anything with rhythm. <laughs> um but um there's this I started playing uh gut feeling slap your mammy. <laughs> and if if you're familiar with the tune, it builds to a very noisy guitar, um, and then it goes to slap your mammy. Mm-hmm. And he didn't really like the noisy guitar; like it just was like started to make him like oddly upset, like visibly upset. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, and it it's fair; it was pretty loud. <laughs> so gotcha. So, but he's um he's gonna be a weirdo like his pops. Well, you know. I, for one, think that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. 
I was just curious. I wonder. We'll see. We'll see if I can find this or not. So I also did this with uh, my two-year-old. Oh yeah, uh, I did. I started doing it when he was a. Um, I started doing it the day Bowie died because I just had to find some way to like deal with my sadness because Bowie was like my dad, like my cool dad. Oh yeah. <laughs> Um, the one that's never around. <laughs> yeah, the one that's never around, but yet is always there. The, uh, <laughs> and I yeah. always want him to come visit, but he never comes. <laughs> so he's your cat's in the cradle, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> so sorry, sorry, real dad. <laughs> um, and I just started playing music for him and like some Bowie for him when he was still like in the womb and. Oh yeah. It made him like kick with glee and so I just started doing that and then just even as he was growing up he just really du- he just really got into I just would play for him anything. So I even played for him anything from like Marshall Crenshaw to Oh nice squeeze to ice cube to like just anything. So I I like Marshall Crenshaw. I do too. Quite a bit. I saw him live. Oh yeah, um, and isn't he playing some uh, someplace? Um, he, acoustic? Wasn't he doing an acoustic show at like the Rhythm Room or something? Some small venue, I want to say. This is when I was living in Illinois. Oh, okay, he was here not that long ago. It sounds right to me. Yeah. Um, and I think he was playing with the Ball Rockets. So the Ball Rockets opened, and then they became his backing band. And I think it was like a, their first or second show. And they played like my favorite song of his, such as Cynical Girl, but they just kind of rushed through it. It wasn't like it took him a while to gel, but once they gelled, damn, it was a really good show. Nice. Yeah. So, cool. Um, so yeah, that's my, our brief digression. So we talked about music. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Now, um, all right. I think that, we we Did have you just give our show four stars. No, uh, five. I, yeah, I'm gonna give our show five, <laughs> dude. <laughs> no, I don't think I actually ended up rating it because uh, it wants me to write a review. But um, you know, which I probably will. But uh, I may be biased. <laughs> yeah. Not just... only do I listen to this show, but I'm also a co-host. <laughs> <laughs> It's the What the Four Club for Men. Um, no. uh. <laughs> uh, but no, so I, um, th- there's uh, some other way, that, you know, like be, since uh, a little over 30% of our listens are through Stitcher, if you listen on Stitcher and leave a review there, mm-hmm. um, then we'll also read it on the show. All right. And you can even specify in the review which one of us you'd like to, to, to read it. And in what voice? <laughs> Jared. It's always Jared. <laughs> I don't know, man. All right. It'd be like, um, do you ever watch Honest Trailers on YouTube? I do not. So it used to be a really fun thing. I still occasionally do it. Like whenever they just kind of keep it real as far as uh-huh. movies go. Like, as opposed to hyping the movie, it's yeah. just, like, what it actually is. Well, now it's kind of turned into, like, 
to me, it's kind of turned to a thing where they just hype it on video now. Oh, okay. Because um, whenever it hits Blu-ray or something, that's when then you when the movie comes up. But they're still kind of fun. Yeah. Um, but they have like a film trailer guy. <laughs> <laughs> and at the end of the film, tra- at the end of their four minute fun video, they get the fun trailer guy. The fun trailer guy reads tweets. Mm. So I'll say something like, Peter Piper peck, picked a peck of pipple. Peck. <laughs> <laughs> so we could do that. We could. We could do that. And sure. then, so if someone wanted me to read um, something crazy and insane in my Harrison Ford voice. There you go. The invite's open. Or, you know, if you're interested in walking, reading your mm-hmm. review, that, it can be arranged. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I, it feels like we're the Kevin Pollock podcast, now, aren't we? <laughs> well, somebody's got to now, right? It's yeah. his podcast finished. I think. Is it? I think it's done. I, I only listened to it once. I only listened to it uh, never. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I always liked him. Uh, I think he's a good guy. I think think he's pretty funny. I like Kevin Pollack, but I had not, I had not been super interested in listening to his podcast for some reason. Probably the only comedian who could ever handle Aaron Sorkin dialogue because he's in a few good men. Oh yeah. He's in a few good men. That's true. All right. Should we get into the show? Yeah, let's do it. Um, Now we're halfway through the season. Mm -hmm. Episode six, which would be what? Chapter 19 or something. 20 mm-hmm. something like that so would you qualify this as a filler episode though i don't think so so i love this episode it's a good episode and i don't mean filler as in like it's a bad thing because but because we're mid-season and mm-hmm. we're it was this is kind of off the it, but it's not so off the main story because mm-hmm. it's explaining why they're um the uh the, the good place is having issues. Why Janet's having issues. Mm-hmm. So, um, this is like the episode different strokes where they focus solely on cousin Oliver. Well, it's Janet's origin story. It's, yeah. it's the most orange is the new black like episode of the, uh, of the you, series. So you're far. talking to the guy who has never seen not- this show. <laughs> well, uh, no, look, correction. Mm-hmm. So Kristen watched the show while I would write or something. Gotcha. And whenever I'd go out, I'd always, there'd always be something sexy going on. Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, it happens every time she watches Orange is the New Black. It happens every time she watches Outlander. <laughs> it happens pretty much anytime she watches a show that I think I'm not going to like, something sexy happens. And then I'm like, why am I not watching this show? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I'm actually probably a couple of seasons behind on, on that show. Um, but I really liked, I really liked like the first, the first, two or three seasons are solid and then it starts to lose me after a little bit is it because um, your boy jason biggs is not in any longer it is mi- it's missing a strong male jewish lead mm-hmm. um <laughs> <laughs> no I, that's not it at all it's just the it started to go back on itself a little bit i think and um i don't know anyway and, but um correct me if i'm wrong but the two people who do glow, they used to write for Orange is the New Black. They're right? part of the Genji Cohen machine, yeah. So Gen- that's her that's her name, right? Genji Cohen? I believe so. That um, sounds right. And but her 
But she lost two writers on that show so they could do Glow, right? Right, which uh, is a show that I love dearly. Yes, which don't change Glow. <laughs> don't change. Um, the, apparently the third season wrapped, so... Uh, well, uh, I haven't listened to... I listened to the Alfred Molina episode of Marin. That was pretty good. Yeah. I enjoyed that. I like Alfred Molina. I do too. I, I also like listening to Marin stumble over not really knowing... <laughs> much of, of Alfred Molina's uh, uh, filmography. Like, how did you not know he was... I don't think he knew he was in Raiders until his Brendan told him. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, dude, that's like... I, Marin's got some interesting film holes. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised he knew as much as he knew about Spider-Man 2. Yeah. Um, given how Marin hates... Superhero com- films. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, I think, uh, I think he real. I think at some point, A, being in the Joker movie, and two, seeing the backlash his friend Bill Maher has um, yeah. endured. Well, and I think he he has he had mentioned a couple of times since uh, announcing being in the Joker film that he still stands by what he said about <laughs> about the about comic book films, but um, but He's it not... loses it loses a lot of steam once you're in one, you know. Yeah, um, and I'm glad to see he's not a steely Dan kick. <laughs> though he's gonna bitch about it the whole time I'm like dude just let it happen just yeah just let it happen just, just let it happen shh, shh. <laughs> just let it wash over you yeah so let Deacon it wash blues, over man. you Deacon blues um yeah no I, I I initially I actually liked uh Donald Fagan solo before I liked Steely Dan really yeah mm-hmm. I like the Nightfly I haven't listened to anything past that I need to there was a, there was a, I want to say, it was because I saw uh, videos on VH1 in the early mid, early to mid 90s. Mm. He had like karma something or other. There were some cool videos. I liked it. Mm. But anyway, that's another tangent already. No, so filler episode. I think that this, you know, I think that there was a recognition that Janet was quickly becoming one of the most, if not the most popular character on the show. The Urkel, as it were. Sort of. The but, cousin Oliver. But... But not annoying. Uh, well, right. Yes, exactly. The not annoying part. The Fonzie. Well, and this this really shows, you know, even though it's a Janet episode, it really reveals a lot about Michael, too. Mm-hmm. And we'll, you know, we'll get into that as it plays. But, um... But I I don't know I they don't do they just hit the ground running mm-hmm. with the first season which I love I love not having to start with a bunch of exposition they just dove straight into it mm-hmm. and with with this episode they're giving us a little bit of backstory we we find um, we find Janet's origin story we we find that Janet is sort of like an iPod um, <laughs> <laughs> as far as her reset goes. Uh, <laughs> but yeah okay so let's let's start with that i i mean we'll we'll discuss it as we go but i i disagree that this one is a filler episode okay. i think that that it's a foundational episode okay. for me um and but it's also like the recognition of janet as basically they're gonna give a new focus to her character how the door disappears as soon as he closes it. 
Hello. No. <laughs> so, sorry. To activate your Janet, press nose for three seconds. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, can you walk yet? Here. <laughs> Hello, I'm Janet. Shh. Hello. Shh. Hello, I'm Janet. I really need you to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I love how as soon as she leaves the room, appears. a new one appears. Yeah. Where did you get this? Did you actually get into the good place somehow? Didn't need to. They keep their Janets in a neutral pocket dimension beneath the shapeless time void. <laughs> it's right next to accounting. And you just <laughs> walked in and stole her? It was that easy? You didn't have to choke out an angel or anything? Doors were unlocked, no security. I mean, it makes sense, right? They're good, so they're stupid <laughs> and trusting. I understand that you need the four Real humans quick. to think they're in the good place. That's a Spaceballs reference. Oh. I think it's a Spaceballs reference. I'm because too... it's where, where Dark Helmet says, um, <laughs> because something evil. Uh, uh, okay. Talk for a minute while I find a clip. Well, I, I, um, he's talking about the neutral zone. So I was trying to think yeah. of some sort of clever well, Star Trek Well, that's a Star plan. Trek reference, but I right. love how it's next to accounting as well. Um, so something, the, a question that social media or a clickbait article post that I saw on the Twitter, as it were, um, what would be your, and I think it's been kind of, reference before but if they were to do a crossover episode what would you see like what would you want to see and i think someone picked the brooklyn 99 good place oh that would be interesting i mean they're both sure shows so they could share mm. a sure sure reverse <laughs> the sure reverse uh-huh so because supposedly they're all connected i would like to see i would like to see more um an episode with Ron Swanson. Um, I'm gonna have to turn that down. That yeah, an episode with Ron Swanson would be cool. So now the Colonel is RoboCop. <sighs> you mean the greatest one of the greatest A's movies of all time? I've seen it, I just haven't watched it. Yogurt has taught you well. If there's one thing I despise, it is a fair fight. But if I must, then I must. May the best man win. Put her there. The ring! I can't believe you fell for the oldest trick in the book! What a goof! What's with you, man? Come on! You know what? Here, let me give it back to you. Oh! Oh, look at that! You fell for that, too! I can't believe it, man! <laughs> so, Lone Star, now you see that evil will always triumph because good is dumb. 
<laughs> that's yeah. Okay, so that's that's where I'm getting that it's a Spaceballs reference from. So because good is dumb. Because good is dumb. Mm. Yes. That. Uh, that's what. But I using think. an actual good place, Janet, seems risky. Why don't you just have a bad place, Janet? Pretend to be good. I thought of that, but watch. Bad Janet? What up, skid marks? <laughs> Let's try that thing again where you pretend to be a good Janet. No. Okay? Now, re- really, really try your best. Fine. Say, Janet, uh, where can I get some delicious ice cream? Oh, there's a wonderful parlor in the middle of Town Square. My favorite flavor is Rocky Road. It contains chocolate ribbon, marshmallows, and your dad's salty nuts, you fat dink! <laughs> I see what you mean. Use the good one. All right. So yeah, I did write down your dad salty. Your dad salty nuts, you yeah. fat dink. <laughs> <laughs> because it's it's if this were sixth grade mm-hmm. and we're recess. Well, yeah, basically, bad Janet is is a sixth grade bully. You know, mm-hmm. pretty much. Uh, she's like a Nelson. Mm-hmm. Well, even to prove the point that that Janet is the Fonzie of the good place, she bad Janet does bad, wear a leather bad. jacket. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But the Fonz was cool, right? It's bad Janet's kind of cool. Yeah, but bad Janet's mean. Fonz oh. wasn't mean. That's, if unless she deserved it. Fonz had his meetings in the bathroom. He was only me if he deserved it, man. So, Fair enough. You mess with the, you mess with the Cunninghams, <laughs> then you were gonna get the Fonz. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> did did you see that Henry Winkler was gonna be at PV Mall? I saw. Yes, <laughs> um, I did see that, and, and after I got done laughing for five minutes uh-huh. because it's PV Mall, right? Um, like what was this? The eighties? All of a sudden? Well, um. What was he, the last time there was a meet and greet at the mall? Well, he's going to like a card shop or a there's a collectible shop in PV okay, Mall. Okay, okay. Um, and he's in town for a he's like the keynote speaker at a Jewish conference in Scottsdale. Ah, okay. So I'm sure. Um, now that um, there's no more Parks and Rec, mm-hmm. so he can't be John Ralphio's dad anymore. Right. He needs to you know supplement his income with. A brief because I'm sure he's hurting for money. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> um, there's no more. He he doesn't. I don't think he directs anymore because he did direct. I he. I don't know why I know this random piece of knowledge, but he directed Cop and a Half with Burt Reynolds. Oh yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, no, he had a he had a directing career. He directed some television too, and then mm-hmm. he produced some stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, he's in Barry. That Bill uh, Hader yeah, movie. he's in Barry exactly. So he's in Barry and does um I did his character ever return to Arrested Development? I don't know because I haven't watched season five or wasn't four. Wasn't his name Barry in Arrested Development? I'm pretty sure it was. I'm sure. And then he's in a show called Barry. <laughs> wow, what are the odds? But like, but like, have you been to PV Mall lately? It's been a little while. I had to go to Hot Topic because they had an exclusive Invader Zim pop that was um, that was uh, Gur and uh, and Zim on the 
like the flying pig. Mm-hmm. So I went in there for that. Um, it's like dead. Yeah, it hasn't quite reached um, like uh, Metro Center dead level, but it's heading there. Um, I only kind of. There's it's such an ollie designed place too, because everything it's it's a circle basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I go there because. Or I used to go there more often because they have one of the only two body shops in the valley. Oh. And the other one's in Chandler. I'm not going to drive all the way to Chandler. I remember when body shops were like everywhere. Um, well, they close, they're closing the one, or if not already, it's closed in PV Mall. Hmm. Um, and I kind of go there now just because when it's raining outside and Beckett needs something to like a place to like uh, use his energy up. Mm-hmm. They do have a pretty decent playground. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> indoor playground, and they have a train. Oh yeah, so, yeah, that's right. So we'll go on the train and go around the empty stores. But um, I remember PV Mall used to be pretty crazy busy, and I don't know what it is that area is busy mm-hmm. around there. It's still there's still a lot of money in PV. Yeah, like there's, it's got, it's got a really bad target. It's got a pretty good REI nearby. I've never been to the REI. I will go to the target though. I don't think the target's that bad. Um, Let's not get on another target tangent. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I, am, I almost, after I picked a fight, a fight with you over Mochi on Instagram. <laughs> 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 I I I was tempted to do something similar at Tiny Target. Just oh yeah, because I was there because I I knew what to get. And you know what? It's it's okay. I'm not gonna fight with you about mochi. I mean, mochi's great. You, you and and you're never gonna sway me. So that's fine. I mean, I'll, like I as I said, I will raid our I'll raid the recycling bin. It's funny. <laughs> Not only did Leah, like, <laughs> Leah took my side. Yeah. Kristen took your side. Yeah, there you go. So, another reason why my wife likes you more than me. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know, I got to take a win somewhere. So, <laughs> hashtag Mochi Wars 2019. <laughs> cha cha. <laughs> Janice, you and I are about to have a real adventure together. Wait a second, Janet. What, what, are you, what are you telling me? Are you saying that because you're glitching the out... The neighborhood is in danger of total collapse. Fun fact, mathematically, it's equally likely to either im or explode. <laughs> okay, okay. So I suppose the next question should be, what's causing the problem? Unclear. The glitches started out small and then began to escalate. And then I came here looking for help. And then I started talking. And then you looked at me annoyed like that. And now here we are. Okay. Yeah, this is very bad. Let's run a full diagnostic, Janet. You got it. (laughs) A little short on time here, Janet. It's just a little hard to get out. Almost got it. Here it is. My user manual. (laughs) Okay, let's get started. This is, um... This is so perfect because iPhones do not come with instruction manuals. Right. Right. They, they're they all inside the phone, right? They're not even inside the phone. They're online. Oh, really? Well, what's so... 
What if you can't get online? Exactly. <laughs> is the is the assumption that the iPhone is perfect and will never fail you, so you don't need the instruction manual? Well, sub's pretty self-explanatory. Mm-hmm. You just pick your language, um, and then uh, usually all your stuff's backed up in the cloud, so um, it should kind of show up the way you want it to, but... You need to have like an internet connection, like somehow. Yes. So, sure. Yes, sure. To access it. Mm-hmm. Um, but once you get through the quick circuit, if you ever want to know, like, there's an app for tips. Each time they upgrade a new operating system, they add new tips, like, use this to do this, or mm. you can use this there's, as a there's level. There's no, like, uh, there's no, like, a sarcastic tip that says, don't spend it all in one place. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't jerk one nickels. <laughs> hey, yeah. Siri, give me some advice. <laughs> Stop touching that thing. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to your new Janet. Janets are brought to you by the makers of light. The incognito window is a myth. Everything. You know, I need to skip ahead here. Where's the uh, troubleshooting? Michael, Hmm? what's with the earthquake? Janet's experiencing a slight technical issue. Ew, what's wrong with it? Oh, um, uh... I tried to eat some frozen yogurt. It looked so good, but I'm not supposed to eat anything, so there was a little earthquake. See? There it is again. Can't you just reset these things? What do you do again? Oh, it's the ears, yeah? It's, it's, uh, it's down, down, out. Vicky, can I, can I speak to you just for a second outside? Look, this is a common problem, and I've got it under control. I don't know, man. First you went rogue at the party with your sports car and your weird earring, (laughs) and now Janet's breaking down? I mean, it's like you're begging me to tell Sean that you're incompetent. Begging. Vicky, it's a temporary problem. I'm going to ask you to pause this, because A, Vicky's being really annoying. Yes, she is, as is Vicky's want. Yes, um, but I've been wondering this for about 20 episodes. So the wall with the welcome everything is fine. Mm-hmm. Does that not look fake as hell to you? Everything is fine. The 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 letters, the, like it's not really there. Like it's being it's, like it's computer it's, generated. Maybe it is. Um, or is the lighting just really bad? Let's see. And now Janet's breaking down. I mean, it's like you're begging me to tell Sean that you're incompetent. It's like worse than begging. The fire Vicky, it's a temporary hmm. problem. I promise. Hey, oh, you know, you know who could use some saying. torturing right now? Cheaty. Oh, I love torturing Cheaty. No, actually, I had this great idea the other night. Thought it was worth exploring. Picture this. Needles. Oh, that's the whole idea. <laughs> needles. Genius, right? Yeah. I mean, needles. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. <laughs> so smart. Yeah. Needles. Yeah, run so, with that. acupuncture. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. hopefully bought us a little time. Have you ever done Where acupuncture? I have not. Have you? No. Though I did my... Um, I've heard it's supposed to set your humors, humors right. Um, I don't know about that. <laughs> so I did... When my in-laws were in town. Uh-huh. Um, and my brother-in-law took me to a... I, I hesitant to say hippy-dippy new age type place down the but street. But you just Northern. did. Yeah. yeah, I did. <laughs> um, but it was very, well, it was very nice. And, um, down on Northern, like uh, what? Past 
between 12th and 16th Street. So in like that strip mall area? Uh, it wasn't a strip mall, though. It was like a house. You would Okay, never... so it was like off the, yeah. kind of off the main drag there a yeah, little bit? Yeah, you would never know it was there unless you were looking for it. It's not like the uh, psychic whose house you see as soon as you get off the 51 at, uh, what is that? Uh, uh, when you're headed south, what, what is it? It's not Highland. That's when you're headed oh, north. Oh, Bethany Home. It's not Bethany Home either. Thought, okay. It's that, um, ah, shit. I'm not going to remember. But anyway, the exit where you get off the exit and you have oh, to like, um, go left. Coulter. Coulter. Yep. Thank you. <laughs> God. Um, I knew all this at Trivia a few months ago. Um, but anyway, the uh, <laughs> you just like exit. You're, you're there. You have to stop at the light. And there's this psychic right in front of you. Yes. <laughs> Did not, they not see that was a bad area to set up in? <laughs> or maybe it's a great area because area. sometimes... Somebody's like, hey, I need a psychic. And he'll know you're coming. There you go. <laughs> there you go. And, but, so, my, my, um, so my in-laws, my brother and sister-in-law, they're really cool people. And, um, they're a little, they're kind of new wavy, um, a little bit, mm-hmm. um, and he said, we're going to do this thing called a sound bath. And I said, what's that? Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. What is that? Please and enlighten so me. So it's, it uses like bowls and the gong and pretty much, it's sort of like guided meditation, but. Did they play T-Rex? No. <laughs> oh man. Hang <laughs> <laughs> <Dang> a gong. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> but, um. You kind of lay, get comfortable. You lay for about 45 minutes to an hour and different waves, like sound waves and vibrations go over you. And uh, there was, it was weird because it was kind of cool because. Was it relaxing? It was in the beginning. It wasn't. Okay. (laughs) Um, But there was a point where. Like I felt like the fl- I was kind of flowing a little bit, hmm. sort of like, sort of like Ethan Hawke and Amanda Seyfried oh. and First Reformed. But you, but you didn't have Amanda Seyfried on top of you or under you. Whichever. No, yeah. no, nothing like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was like at least a minute or two where I kind of felt very relaxed and open, hmm. and it was weird. It was kind of cool. And my brother-in-law, I hope he doesn't mind. God, I hope he doubt he's listening. Well, you're also not naming your brother, right? Um, but, and he's also not my brother-in-law yet. He's got to get married to my sister-in-law first. But <laughs> okay, fair God, enough. Busted. <laughs> <laughs> um, he said he had a kind of. There was a moment where he kind of felt like. Um, have you ever seen Donnie Darko? A long time ago. Uh, so there's this scene where he feels like he follows that liquidy type thing. Yeah. To, Says so he kind of felt like that a huh. little bit too. It was really cool, and I, the lady was really had just learned like new techniques and everything. I was just terribly relaxed. Um, it um, it's a little disorienting too because the vibrations can go like in one ear and and hit to the other, sort of like oh, sort of like a wall of sound type. Thing or listening to Bohemian Rhapsody <laughs> with the Figaro. Yeah. Mamma mia, mamma mia. Yeah. Mamma mia, let me go. <laughs> um, 
yeah, but and I've done like guided meditation before, but that was this was different, and it was really cool, which was great because I had a pretty shitty week. Oh. <laughs> um, so it was nice to just do that. It's fun when my it's fun when my in laws come to visit because they always get like really good food from Whole Foods. Because <laughs> um, we can't ever afford that. <laughs> we can't afford Whole Foods with two kids, right? Yeah. Um, and they always have like, like, you can try quarter foods. Yes. <laughs> I'd maybe go with one eighth foods. That's where we go to Trader Joe's next door. <laughs> but they always I have like Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's has plenty of good stuff. I know. Um, but they always bring some sort of interesting thing. They apparently exposed um, why I was at Dune, watching Dune at Elmo. Uh-huh. My parents-in-law were at our house, and apparently they exposed my parents-in-law to The Good Place. Ah. So apparently my mother-in-law really likes it, and my father-in-law fell asleep. <laughs> One out of two ain't bad. Yep. So, but anyway, uh, that was my... That was New Age Hour. Uh, oh, here we go. Yeah, glitches. In the event of malfunction, run the following tests. First test, basic corporeal function. Hop up on the table there. I love the rainbow part. Uh, yes. All right, great. 99.7 trillion degrees. A little bit on the high side, but no biggie. And still no blood. Oh, thank goodness. Okay, what's next? Summoning and retrieval. Have Janet produce an object using the random object generator program. Okay. <laughs> a 14-ounce ostrich steak impaled on a giant novelty pencil that says, Lordy, Lordy, I'm over 40. Here you go. <laughs> Lordy, lordy, I'm over 40. Perfect. Okay. Third test, informational accuracy. Glitches may be a sign that... You didn't finish your sentence. (laughs) Glitches may be a sign that your Janet is processing or disseminating information that is incompatible with objective truth. They're talking about lying, Janet. This is all my fault. I told you a lie that first day we met. Okay. Here goes nothing. That's pretty cool. Hello, I'm Janet, and I have now been fully activated. Hello, Janet. I'm Michael, a good place architect, one of the best. Top notch. You're in luck here. Happy to meet you, Michael. I will help you make the perfect neighborhood. Would you like to get started? Uh, One small note there, (laughs) Janet. Um, The neighborhood that I want to build might be a little different from the ones that you might be familiar with. Is that all right? Of course, silly Billy. I build and operate (laughs) the neighborhood, but every aspect of the design is entirely up to you. For example, if you'd like me to stop calling you silly Billy, just say so. Yeah, I don't like that at all. <laughs> Sounds good, Michael. I lied to you. I lied about who I was and 
what we were doing, and then I lied a billion more times to support that first lie. And now you're all discombobulated. It's, it's my fault. Nope. You're wrong. If the glitching was only a result of you lying to me, why wouldn't I have been glitching all along? Why would it only be starting now? Well, that, that's a good point. I know, right? Excuse us, Michael, but we've been trying to call Janet and she's not answering. Hi, guys, I'm broken. <laughs> <laughs> I had to take her offline for a system check. She'll be available real soon. Cool, because I'm just so freaking excited because Tahani said she's never had jalapeno poppers and I wanted to get some for her. They sound so disgusting. But if Jason likes them, then maybe I will too, because we are together. I can finally admit that. Oh, babe, you admitted it. That's sweet. Whoa, 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 whoa. You two are sleeping together? Only when we're done having sex. <laughs> anyway, Janet, can you help us? As soon as Michael puts me back online, I'd be more than happy to help you get that extra special gift for Tahani. Whoa. What's happening? Good boy. What the... So we're doing the thing oh, where we're just watching man. the episode. Of yeah, Dumb we got Dumb robbed. Dumb. They took the well, walls. They took the floor, and we were standing here the whole time. I was thinking, you know how each each show has like a catchphrase. Yeah, like, that's the name of your sex tape. Yes, or yeah. uh, that's what she said. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that if I were a writer, mm-hmm. mine would be only when we're done having sex. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's so indignant too. <laughs> He's like, no, we don't just sleep together. Jeez, we have sex first. Um, it would be like, hey, you'd be like, hey, you ask me, hey, let's go see a movie. <laughs> ask me. Okay, hey, let's go see a movie. Only when we're done having sex. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> we are not going to see a film. <laughs> These guys are good. (laughs) Michael, what do we do? Okay, there we go. Nothing to worry about. Happens sometimes. Perfectly normal. (laughs) Let's go. Is Janet going to be all right? Totally fine. Please just go back to your house and wait for her there. She'll show up shortly with lots of jalapeno poppers. And cheesy fries? Mm -hmm. With donkey sauce? And the cool hat? Yeah. So I don't seem to be getting better. They can make... That glitch appears to void. Yeah, but they can't burn a current properly. Right. Yes. I mean, I realize this is network television budgets are limited. Yeah, but they did some. They do some really cool effects, and then they cheap out on flames. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Been limited to this building. So Vicky won't know. That's the good news. The bad news is I seem to be losing my ability to sustain object permanence. So it's sort of a glass half full, glass stops existing in time and space kind of deal. Okay, let's walk <laughs> through it. Just <laughs> uh, I do love that as well. It's uh, that now that goes back to a Douglas Adams thing, right? You take a commonly known phrase and you and you uh, you tear it apart, basically, right? You explode it. Mm-hmm. So you're saying glass full or like glass half empty glass half full and this is glass half empty glass stops existing and and whatnot so in in hitchhiker's guide of the galaxy is that's just the way the cookie gets completely stomped on and obliterated (laughs) (laughs) yeah so there there are these interesting just commonalities between all of these different 
things that I love. Jason and Tahani came in, revealed the crazy fact that they're now in a relationship. I already knew that, and I'm so happy for them. Blah! <laughs> <laughs> Janet, tell me a lie. Janet's can't lie. You lied to Vicky earlier. Interesting. I guess I did. I suppose after 802 reboots, I must have gained the ability to lie. That's fun. I want to try to lie again. I love your outfit. That <laughs> <laughs> one got a party soap. That's useful. I know. And I love that outfit. She's not lying. <laughs> incompatible with objective truth. Janet, the problem isn't me lying to you, but rather you lying to other people. Like when you said to Jason, I'd be happy to help you and Tahani. That was a lie. That wasn't. I'm always happy to help people. That's my main purpose. I know, I know. But it was still a lie, even though you didn't intend... So I find it interesting that they took the care to have her Janet the sandwich out of existence. Mm -hmm. That was... I, I, this is... Now the third time that I'm watching this, I didn't notice that either. The first two times, I just like because now we're listening to it through headphones. I heard the Janet sound and then noticed, oh, the sandwich is gone. Oh, and that's an interesting detail. I think, and I wrote something down here. I think we're about to hit. Like, okay, um, to be hit because it. you weren't actually happy to help them because you're in love with Jason. Say what now? <laughs> After the very first time you were rebooted, and as you were slowly regaining your knowledge, you bonded with Jason. The two of you got married, and I think somehow you're still deep down in love with him. <laughs> no, that is impossible. <laughs> think logically. When was the first glitch? When I said I was happy to give Jason and Tahani couples therapy. And the second glitch? When I said I was happy to see them embracing. And the third glitch, the earthquake. When I said I was happy that I'd helped improve their relationship. Oh, nuts. Yeah. <laughs> but I... Was it the oh, nuts? nuts. <laughs> so, I wrote that... What I wrote down here is that Janet is a lot like Eleanor. And the fact that behaviors... She, too, every time she gets rebooted... Uh-huh. The behaviors that she's learned before have become this, ingrained in her. That okay, yes. No. Interesting. Whereas, very interesting. Where Eleanor has become, as through reboots, she has learned and grown over time. Jant's sort of doing it the same way, except when she does it, she bars up coins. <laughs> <laughs> That's just Janet paying off. <laughs> <laughs> she's. She's a, she's, if Siri were a slot machine, yes. and you just got all sevens. And I, I also love the, like, his straightening his jacket and, and, <laughs> that coin's and the fall coins out. falling out, yeah. And Michael's, to a degree, kind of learning. He's starting to realize the, the consequences of his actions. He is. Um, he is becoming more human, but Michael doesn't get rebooted. Michael stays Michael throughout. Mm -hmm. So his is is a more interesting arc. And you also have to wonder, There, there's, there's been a lot of time that's gone by. They say that 802 reboots, I, I, I have to correct that, 802, because there's no and. That's right. 802. There we go. 
any like math people that were going to write in, I corrected myself. <laughs> Eight hundred two reboots of varying lengths. The one, Australian one was a. <laughs> you've already like the Australian mathematicians are like. <laughs> Good day, Jared. <laughs> oh no, you just lost Australia. <laughs> don't don't do the Australian accent. They don't like that. <laughs> That's not a knife. This is a knife. Wow, you just really I just ruined it. You you made it worse. I made it better. Did you everybody knows just like Neil Finn is the king of New Zealand, Crocodile Dundee, Paul Hogan is the king of Australia, right? That's true. I don't. I think that I don't think that can be disputed. I yeah. So I apologize, Australian listeners. Please don't hate us. No, please don't. <laughs> I, I. So I like a didgeridoo. Yes, actually, my again, my in my brother in law brought his didgeridoo. Wow. And Beckett, my two year old, Now we've insulted didgeridoos. <laughs> <laughs> did we i think we made them better somebody out there is going didgeridoo please don't <laughs> <laughs> didgeridoo don't <laughs> um so australian listeners now that we've established that we have listeners in australia mm-hmm. um couple of, um we just have two requests mm-hmm. one is crowd house imports please i have the crowded house imports have you not seen my deluxe credit house imports? No. The two disc versions with the books and all of the well, dude. Send, well, I am, first, and if you go to if you go to the Z, unpaid plug for Zia, but the Zia on Camelback has at least uh, the first uh, the self titled credit house album deluxe version. Okay. Well, I'm trying to get some for free from Australia. <laughs> <laughs> I paid for mine. Damn it. So I contributed. You're to welcome, the, Jared. I contributed to the uh, the Finn uh, the Finn family fortune. <laughs> well, Jared, I, I'm trying to get some like some free swag mm-hmm. from Australia. So my first request is, um, I will review your deluxe editions, your imports of mm-hmm. Crowd House, and give your countryman, your adopted countryman Neil Finn, some love. Mm-hmm. I mean, not that he needs it for me, and I, not that we haven't already done it on yeah. the show. And just like an episode or two ago. But um, alluding to our last episode where I admitted you were right on Simpsons references. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I want to know, does the toilet go left? <laughs> the other way around. The other way around because uh, down under. Mm-hmm. But if you've learned anything from the Simpsons, do not call and have the boy like go across to the neighbors mm-hmm. <laughs> all that distance away and rack up that uh collect co- that collect phone bill yes i i because you'll get the giant boot yes <laughs> boots <laughs> <laughs> uh, um which i, I don't speaking of i was at the gym today yeah it's just this to reference this i went back to the locker room to grab my bag and um there were just these boots sitting out there they weren't red, but they were just these cowboy boots sitting out in front of the lockers. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Who just leaves their boots? I guess they were very confident that nobody was going to suddenly walk off with their boots. So is your gym like in near South Scottsdale? No. Or like, sorry, South Scottsdaleans. I... <laughs> 
Yeah, no, Scottsdale was in our top three. Don't alienate Scottsdale. Oh, man. <laughs> you're knocking off Australia. You're not. Oh, Jesus Christ. And now I've just knocked off Christians. <laughs> <laughs> We're losing people left and right. Oh, my gosh. It's. I'm seeing the dip right now. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, I'm not rechecking those statistics. <laughs> there goes Squarespace. <laughs> there goes stamps.com. Yeah, we already lost Tiny Target. <laughs> it's all out of here. So, <sighs> uh, so, which, jasonconnell.com, uh, created on squarespace.com. Free plug. You're, you're welcome, uh, Squarespace. <laughs> Promo code with use, the fork. We use GoDaddy. <laughs> Model uses GoDaddy. That's cool. Uh, <laughs> that's local. That's local. There you You're go. keeping it local. Keeping it local. So, uh, where were we? Anywhere important? I have no clue. I was making requests of all of our Australian audiences to guess free swag. Well, I I don't know why. First of all, you didn't request a trip to ride in the uh, the uh, kangaroo's pouch, and also uh, a, a didgeridoo. So, well, I know someone with a didgeridoo. You, as you mentioned, but I don't. Just like I have Crowded House Deluxe reissues and you don't. Okay. So, <laughs> I guess our three asks of the Australians are a didgeridoo, mm-hmm. some Crowded House, Neil Finn, Split Ends exclusives, mm-hmm. and does the, does the toilet go the other way? Mm-hmm. And I, the kangaroo I'll, pouch, four things. I, I don't want to ride a kangaroo pouch. I, I, it looked, it looked like it was going to be so fun. You saw like Jason's face light up. Um, I, I want to know what it's like to ride in a kangaroo's pouch. Okay, I'll allow it. So that's just. I would also like to make some commentary that the show cat <laughs> Susu is uh, was just sitting there looking very annoyed by our conversation. <laughs> <laughs> as was any australian with an earshot that's yeah that's true the only thing we haven't done and we're not going to do well i'm not going to do it hmm. is i'm not going to bring up outback steakhouse or shrimp or shrimp on a bobby <laughs> there you go you did i did it you did i did it fosters fosters <laughs> oh but in all seriousness i love australia i would like to go there someday i'm a huge go-betweens fan Mm-hmm. Go-betweens from Australia. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, As are men at work. Yes, and I am a big Colin Hay fan. Mm-hmm. I have... You've written in, about and talked to Colin I Hay. I have talked to Colin Hay. I have talked to one of your countrymen. There I, you go. I have spoken to him about Vegemite. I, I have a copy of Robert Forster's The Ten Rules of Rock and Roll. Robert Forster from... Oh, and hey, underneath that is my copy of Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds One More Time with Feeling. Oh, my god! Nick gosh. Cave, another Australian, Australian export. <laughs> An all-around good person. Actually, now I have a fifth thing to add. Wait. I would like to meet and talk to Nick Cave. Wait. I'm going to go out on a limb here. Mm-hmm. The... Is it 5% of Australians that we have? Uh, a little bit under 5 Okay. What if one of those 5% is Nick Cave? I think Nick Cave lives in London. Dude. <laughs> but what if it's Nick Cave? That would be awesome. But we have someone who li- we have English too. Yeah, Nick we do Cave have English listening listeners. to us. Yeah, yeah. UK is about 5%. Yeah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe that 5%, one of them is Nick Cave, mm-hmm. and the other one is Colin Hay. Hey. 
Maybe. We'll never know unless they respond. (laughs) (laughs) We're waiting to hear from you, Australia and the UK. What's our email address, Jared? Whatthefuckpod at gmail.com. Zing. (laughs) (laughs) Good segue. See what I did there? (laughs) We'll know that we made it when somebody makes us a sound cue. (laughs) Um. All right. Anyway, back we go. I'm happy for them. I am. I am. Am I? I am. I am not. I am not. I am not that. I am not happy for them. Oh, poor Janet. But how is this possible? I don't have any memory of being married to Jason. You said yourself that Janets get more sophisticated every time they're rebooted. Well, maybe you falling in love with Jason was some sort of mutation that then was amplified with each reboot. Okay, that makes total sense. I know what you have to do now. Kill me. (laughs) Sorry, I say everything in a cheery manner, but in this case, it may be inappropriate, so I'll try again. You have to kill me, Michael. Better? Janet, I can't reboot you. That will just intensify your feelings for Jason, and that's what got us into this mess in the first place. I'm not saying reboot me. I'm saying set me to self-destruct. In the event of continued... Malfunction, hold down Janet's nose and insert paper clip into small hole behind left ear. Yeah, right here. Janet will rapidly collapse in on herself. When Janet is roughly the size of a marble, she can be launched into space through an interdimensional suction tube or eaten as a midday <laughs> snack. I'm very high in potassium. Like, like a banana. The new Janet will need to be procured in order to return the neighborhood to functionality. Easy. I'll be gone. You'll get a new Janet and Everything will go back to normal. Well, not for me. I'll be a lifeless marble floating through space, but you'll be back to normal. <laughs> do you think Janet's that, thumb face. Are you sure this is... Do you think that a... Janets are also high in fiber like bananas? She doesn't mention high in fiber. Mm-hmm. And I would imagine that the self-destruct um, copy in the Janet manual would be all-encompassing. Mm-hmm. Do you find that, uh, and, um, that the... The one person that Michael has empathy for is a not person. Is a not person. Mm-hmm. So he tortures Chidi. Well, he yeah. has some fondness for the humans, though. He has fondness for paper clips. He he has fondness for Eleanor. Because, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the one. I, well, we're gonna get much deeper into that as 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 episodes go on right but the one person he shows empathy for right now is not even is not even capable of is not a person it's and is not technically supposed to be emotional but i think that that's one of the reasons that it appeals so much to michael right because Mm -hmm. he comes from a place you know there there are all these signs throughout the show to this point Mm -hmm. of how Michael doesn't quite fit into the bad place. Mm-hmm. It's like he's, since the dawn of time, he has been a good, loyal, bad place soldier, right? Mm-hmm. And he gets the chance to build his own bad place, and he wants to essentially emulate a good place, mm-hmm. you know? And he wants to do a form of torture. I'm using air quotes here because I'm apparently in the 1990s. Mm-hmm. Um he wants to do a form of torture that is unlike any torture that the bad place has done. Mm-hmm. That is really, you know, yes, you you 
kind of pit people against each other and play up like their worst side and all of that sort of thing. But mm-hmm. really, you know, when you look at it, it's a flawed system, right? Because, be, because of what has happened in the mm-hmm. show. I think that somebody like Michael, who clearly seems to have some crisis of conscience, I would say, right? Mm-hmm. That maybe what he's been doing his entire existence is not something that he likes. Mm-hmm. And Janet offers stability for him. Janet offers something that's a good Janet offers something that's pleasant, that's balanced, that is not, you know, like irrationally evil. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not evil, period. The good place Janet is really pretty neutral. And I think that that's something that really appeals to him, even though Janet is a non being that uh, cannot return. Uh, genuine affection or anything like that. Janet is his work wife. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 And he does not like work. <laughs> but he likes Janet. He is um, he is like you and I, though I am currently unemployed, <laughs> um, where we have mind-numbing day jobs mm-hmm. and yet we have side hustles. Mm-hmm. And that we enjoy much more than that the day we enjoy job. much more, <laughs> and he he wants to break free. Mm-hmm. He wants to make his side hustle, his day job, his hustle hustle, his hustle hustle, <laughs> his main hustle. Like do the hustle. No, no, no. But also, disco stew. Disco stew doesn't advertise. But also, I think Janet, as as we get. Uh, deeper into the last 10 minutes of the episode here as they show like the creation of the good place and Michael freaking out about it not being uh <clears throat> not being quite right and Janet really being the this kind of calming presence for him mm-hmm. and also like even even if it's programmed like believing in his vision and helping him to create his vision mm-hmm. where he's run into all this resistance and, and had to, you know, really uh, struggle to get people to buy into his idea mm-hmm. and uh, basically just get constantly torn down mm-hmm. because of, you know, demons. Mm-hmm. But, right. um, but there's Janet like helping him and and being a like I said like a calming figure like somebody who you know as well let's let's uh, we'll talk more about that when we get to what you want to self destruct what I really want is to stay and serve the neighborhood but due to my feelings for Jason I'm putting him and everyone else at risk so it looks like it's <laughs> adios Janito hey guys Sorry to interrupt, um, but you didn't give me a heads up about this new Vicky torture, uh, the one with the, the needles in my face. A little busy here, bud. Yeah, totally, totally. I don't want to be a nudge, but is there anything else coming down the pike that you forgot to mention? I honestly don't know, but I have bigger fish to fry, so, you know, just, just walk it off. Well, I would love to walk it off, but my feet have needles in them. I don't know what to tell you. Okay, but... <laughs> okay, self-destruct time. Marvelize me, Michael. 
It's the only choice. I won't feel any pain or anything. Kill me. Kill me. Kill me. Kill I really don't want to do this, Janet. But I suppose it makes sense. Great. Grab a paperclip. <laughs> She's also very firm with him. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, basically man up and do this. But mm-hmm. but being very nice about it. And also, I would like to note the Star Wars nod there. The because, well, the Star Wars nod is, as Janet says, kill me. It's the only way. That's oh, very yeah. much, join me. It is the only way. Yeah. And that was my Darth Vader. Oh, um... Hypothetical question. Sure. That sort of related to your thing. And we will rule the galaxy together as father and son. So so watching Dune. Mm-hmm. Directed by David Lynch. Yes. You know he... Was meant to direct Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Yes. What do you think that would have been like? That would have been some weird, wild, wonderful, fucked up movie. Oh, my God. Can you imagine Ewoks in the hands of David Lynch? I think he would have just said, fuck the Ewoks. No, no, fuck the Ewoks. There must be Ewoks. No. Well, I don't know. It wouldn't have been... I don't know if there would have been Ewoks, but I But I think that's why he... Hey, that's probably why he didn't do it. Well, no, I think that he was going to do it, but then had another commitment. Like, he couldn't... He couldn't... I think he wanted to do something on... I think what, what it was was... I mean, we can we can Wikipedia this or whatever, but something had to do with he didn't want to play in Lucas's sandbox. He wanted to create his own sandbox. Mm-hmm. He could do that with Dune mm-hmm. to a degree because he and because um, he because he could, um, you know, he, he it's Frank Herbert's novel, mm-hmm. but he could design it the way he wanted it to. He can make it as weird and messed up as he wanted to. And one thing I noticed when I was watching it was that he, it, it's Frank Herbert's creation, but as quintessentially a Lynch movie. Um, there are a lot of, um, I was talking with a friend of ours about that. And there are things that are in Dune that, Call to Twin Peaks: The Return, even. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, it's. I see. It, if my thought is he passed up, he he t- said no to Return of the Jedi, so he could do Dune. I mean, that was wise, but I kind of that part of me that secretly wonders what would he have done with it, <laughs> like. So, okay, this is from uh, Slash Film. Okay. Uh, David Lynch talks about not directing Return of the Jedi. Even the most casual Star Wars and or David Lynch scholars knows that, uh, scholar knows that, uh, that Lynch was uh, offered a gig directing Return of the Jedi and turned it down. Lynch, Lynch's features at that point were Eraserhead and The Elephant Man. Both incredible examples of storytelling and world building on relatively controlled budgets. One can only surmise that something along those lines is what uh, Lucas put the uh, is what Lucas put the job in Lynch's path. Uh, so the fact of not doing the film isn't something that's ever been a big deal in the director's history. For example, it gets only a couple of lines in Lynch on Lynch. Uh, I went to meet George Lucas, who had offered me the third Star Wars to direct. Um, and I've never really, I've never even really liked science fiction. 
I like elements of it, but it needs to be combined with other genres. And obviously, Star Wars was totally George's thing. And that's where it says, ironically, Lynch went on to make Dune immediately afterward. Yeah, but it's not. Dune is like it's Herbert's Frank Herbert's thing, uh-huh. but there are parts that he made it his movie. Yeah, I mean, even though Toto did the soundtrack, <laughs> <laughs> which why? Uh, yeah, I actually, mean, Toto didn't do like a bad job. There are parts of the score that I like, but yeah. then Eno did the prophecy theme, mm. which is which is a very Eno track. But, of course, the the big takeaways here is he also failed huge with Dune. Right, it him. gets it got pretty critically panned, and it mm-hmm. and it was a box office flop. Mm-hmm. And but he, if he didn't fail huge, he would have never made Blue Velvet. Oh right, yeah, that's true. And if he didn't make Blue Velvet, then he would never made Twin Peaks, and then mm-hmm. you know we we you know the rest of the story. Frank Booth. <laughs> My, there. The whenever I go to a bar, mm-hmm. and someone orders a Heineken, <laughs> I immediately just go, Heineken, fuck that shit, <laughs> Pabst Blue Ribbon. <laughs> 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 oh, he saved this one. Okay, like that was dollar. the last pudding shot. Okay, so hey, I wanted to go. Should I begin over, to welcome the? I wanted to go over the. Grab a paper clip. Uh, the the custard shop. Yeah. Names because. Not one of them Culvers, by the way. No. But we have Custer's Last Flan, which is fantastic. <laughs> Uh, a few good. What was it? A few good. Oh no, no, it's a few pud men. Uh, oh, <laughs> I see. Panacana da vida. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> pudding. Let's see. Oh, okay. I'm gonna let it play a minute because it actually. Okay, that was the last pudding shop. Great. Should I begin to welcome the residents? No, no. All right. No, it was. Um, I thought. I, I, Thought I saw a pudding vet. <laughs> I'm gonna no, wait, have wait, wait. Oh, this is Panacana de Vida in my head all the way home. <laughs> Don't you know that I love you? Mm-hmm. Panacana de Vida. It's all wrong. Pudding restaurant? What even is that? Pudding won't work. It's okay, Michael. Just yeah. relax. I can't, Janet. My design has to be perfect for me to. to in order to. Accomplish what I need to accomplish. Oh, yeah, he's freaking out. He's having he's having uh, a moment. He's like he needs he you know this is his shot. He he knows that people are just waiting for him to fail, mm-hmm. and Janet's just like it's cool. Mm-hmm. This is this was their bonding moment. Whoa, I'm way out on a limb here, and I'm all alone. No, you're not. You have me. Janet, I can help you. It's too hard to explain, but there are certain aspects of my plan that that, that you just can't understand. Try me. Yeah. All right, fine, fine. Uh, Janet, 
Uh, what's a food that people think they enjoy, but that's also kind of a bummer? Frozen yogurt. Oh, oh, oh yes! <laughs> Frozen yogurt. Oh, Janet. Okay, I gotta ask. Are those hair plugs? Is he wearing a wig? I mean, what is it? Because his hair looks pretty great. And he revealed in Cheers that he was wearing a rug. Right. So... I it looks to me like Ted Danson has more hair there than he did in in Cheers. I don't know. I always thought now I want to Google Ted Danson's hair. Ted Danson's hairpiece. Mm-hmm. Um, and I may just do that in a second. Um, but he does have some magnificent hair. It's like beyond Silver Fox. Mm-hmm. That's that's White Fox. Mary Steenburgen gets to run her fingers through that man. <laughs> We're getting a little creepy now. Is, this is we... our this is our dance and creeper moment. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's because of what a magnificent comedic actor he is. Mm-hmm. That's it's just it's hard not to hard not to to you know. Anyway, there, there's something I've been reluctant to bring up mm-hmm. about Mr. Danson. But as we're talking about how change and empathy and things, mm-hmm. over the last month or so, people have brought up that he once did a very off-color joke about 20 years ago. Yeah, with Whoopi Goldberg. Yes, with Whoopi Goldberg's blessing. Yes. Um, at the Oscars. At the Oscars. Mm-hmm. He's been pretty... He's been pretty under the radar ever since and I think he has yeah. realized the error of his ways. Yes. And I sort of I admire that about him that he has apologized. I he I don't think he ever had to apologize for it because he had the blessing of his of Whoopi. Of Whoopi. His then girlfriend. Right. Yeah. But and I, I, again I'm speaking off the cuff. I don't didn't do much research into this, but I do get the see the occasional article that Ted Danson was once was twenty five years ago not an awesome person. Hmm. Um and something that didn't get brought up in his interview with Marin. And probably probably because everyone forgot about it. Interesting. Because I I honestly had forgotten I always I remember that he dated Whoopi because mm-hmm. um, in my before it, she got together with Frank Langella, right? But before, um, and because when I was in watching Cheers and in the middle of my dancing love fest, mm-hmm. I watched Made in America with the movie where they met. Oh yeah, starring Will Smith, Neil uh-huh. Long, and Whoopi Goldberg in a film directed by Richard Benjamin, also starring John Fertility, mm. which was actually funnier than I remembered, but still not very good <laughs> um and i remember that they dated i remember he used to say some crazy things mm-hmm. but i don't i honestly did not remember him the incident that we're referring to is when he dressed up in blackface and did a roast mm-hmm. um and i mean obviously he's changed tremendously mm-hmm. in his personal life and he's lets his talent do the talking for him and mm-hmm. his work do the you know his charity work everything else do the work for him he doesn't 
manages has managed to stay out of the you know the gossip pages for quite some time. Yeah, I I just felt like it seemed to fit his character arc in the show seems to match his arc as a person. Mm. Or I did this not so great thing, mm-hmm. and now I'm doing this great thing, and I hope that. It makes up for the not great It makes great up things. for the not great things that I, I have done in my life. Sure. So. Interesting. And. Well, and everybody and to a person. <laughs> well, I liked Becker. <laughs> I, it's, it was a fine enough show. I, I would just said that for humorous effect. I, yeah. I, I, I had no feelings That's, either we're, way. About we're going to speak in a sec. <laughs> we're going to get through the end of the episode and then we're going to finish on a, on a, on a, a you're a genius. Correct. But why do you want to finish? No, no, don't, don't, don't worry about that. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Let's make all these restaurants frozen yogurt. Okie dokie. <laughs> Would you like to try it? Oh yeah. It's just okay, which means it's perfect. <laughs> Let's bring in the residents. I don't know what just happened, Yogurt but acres. I'm happy you're happy. <laughs> I like how mediocrity is torture. Michael. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yes. Sorry. Oh, I can't do it. Come on, dude. It's dangerous is what it is. Vicky could find out, and then the you know the the plan, the whole plan. It, it, it's bad for the plan, Janet. That that's the reason. I don't understand. Given the situation, it's far safer to initiate the self-destruct. Hmm. Okay, look. See here, here, here's the reason. See, I promised the four humans that we would escape to the good place once and for all, and, and without you. We stand zero chance of ever making it there. The new Janet will be able to help you with that. Well, I, all right, but it's not only that, though. See, it's also because of, um, well, what if Vicky found out? You already asked me that. Why are you making such a big deal about turning me into a marble forever? Because of reasons. There are reasons. They exist, and I just don't want to explain them right now. What are the reasons? They're reasons, Janet! Okay, but what are they? The reason is friends! <laughs> You're my friend, Janet. That's why I can't kill you. We have been through so much together. I mean, yeah, sure, for you. You know, each time I rebooted you, you you met me all over again. But for me, our, our relationship has become important. You're my oldest, my truest, my most loyal friend. I can't just get rid of you and replace you with some other Janet I don't even know. Well, well, well. <laughs> yeah, don't don't do that. Just lay off. Michael. That was so nice of you. I'm glad you said that. Well. I mean. Look at us. Couple old pals trying to make our way in this crazy world <laughs> that I built. Two peas in a pod. One of whom needs to kill the other one immediately. <laughs> so, Michael, come on. So, I, I I watched this episode like a week ago, mm-hmm. like a, eight days ago. Okay. And before 
so before like all personal stuff happened. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure if everyone remembers a few regulations, remember a few episodes back, things got a little real, mm-hmm. had some panic attacks due to my day job. Mm-hmm. And I don't mind bringing it up here. I, um, I was let go from my day job. Um, I watched this the day before mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, there's like, um, I, and I kind and then I, we were supposed to record the next day mm-hmm. and I told you, yeah, we're not, couldn't do it. I can't do it because yeah. I'm, I'm having a very, very bad day. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of wish I'd watched it since then. Cause now I'm, um, in the days since, and I, let kind of leak on social media that I needed help mm-hmm. and you reached out to me too. And, mm-hmm. um, I'm like, it's, it's, um, people care about you, Jason. I know it was, <laughs> it's, I, I kind of feeling like I kind of know how Michael feels at this point too. Yeah. Just kind of like nervous about things and taking leaps and mm-hmm. doing everything. But I've had a lot of talks with you and other people. Mm hmm. Um, and of course my wife, um, could have been very upset with me and she wasn't. And it's, it's reassuring to have someone who wants to collaborate and help. Like we all need a Janet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're all, sometimes we're just a bunch of Michaels mm-hmm. and we need a Janet. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I kind of wish I'd watched this episode since then but i I haven't i've but we're watching it now we're watching it now and i'm like <laughs> i'm getting some feels again man. yeah <laughs> when he takes off his glasses and, and he, does, like just rubs he in his eyes his, real quick yeah, yeah. his wife's his demon tears like, away <laughs> yeah yeah that's a nice touch too mm-hmm. kill me no no there has to be another way this problem you're facing it's about emotion right that's a human problem so maybe we should consult our most problematic human (laughs) so let me get this straight you want me to convince michael to turn you into a marble because you're causing earthquakes because you're sad about jason to whom you were once married because he's currently sleeping with tahani correct i don't think i've ever meant this literally but that might be too much information (laughs) first of all i totally get the jason thing i mean he's a ding dong but also a straight hottie so up top but more important (laughs) what you're going through is something every person has gone through. Not a person. Actually, right now, (laughs) you kind of are. Because you just found out your ex is dating someone else. And yeah, it sucks. (laughs) But trust me, it's not worth all this drama. You just need to get drunk and go dancing. You'll forget all about Jason. Can you get drunk? Not really. Although, if I stand next to a powerful array of magnets, I do get pretty loopy. Do that. (laughs) Pop a couple magnets, listen to some No Doubt, dye your hair. You'll be totally fine in like two seconds. I mean, honestly, the best move is to get another dude and just go to town. Rebound guy. But I guess here your options are pretty limited. What about Michael? Extraordinarily bad idea. Yeah, right. Forget it. But you don't need to worry. You're awesome. You contain all the knowledge in the universe, you have a ripping bod, and you can literally do anything. This is just a blip. So, was it helpful? Yes. <laughs> Eleanor told me that instead of being... Um, God, what was I going to say about that? Um, what No Doubt song would you listen to? 
Well, it's got to be Don't Speak, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, It's My Life would be a good one. Okay. And, and well, it depends on what phase you're at, right? Right. If you're if you're ready to get over it and yeah. be like... Is there, is there a particular era of No Doubt that you like? No. <laughs> Do you even like No Doubt? <laughs> not so much. Okay. I'm not... I You know, they're fine. They're fine. They, they hold a place for me with Green Day where I'm like, it's fine. Yeah. It's just... Never, not something that I ever really got into. I got, I get why people like it, mm-hmm. but pretentious Jason mm-hmm. back, uh, which was probably when I was seventeen, eighteen, mm-hmm. did not like No Doubt, because um, it was when I think Tragic Kingdom had come out. Didn't one of the band members work on The Simpsons? I have no idea. Yeah, you I would know this. <laughs> but and as you're looking that up, mm-hmm. so I was really into ska and, and like like new wave stuff but i like didn't like the way no doubt was doing it i was like well i was gonna be um bradley cooper in the stars where i'm like no man you go they're just cut doing what the police did 15 years ago <laughs> they're just they're just doing what the english beat did like because that's that's the dick thing to do sure like god forbid like someone should like do like play some you know make music that sounds like something that they like they were introduced to 15 years ago mm-hmm. so eric stefani oh that so that's gwen's brother mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. um yeah he was uh they were nominated as a songwriting team at the 1998 Grammy Awards for Don't Speak, and um, Stefani left the group before their breakthrough to work in animation full-time, previously splitting his time with the band and working for The Simpsons. And that song is about, I believe, her relationship with Tony, who is the mem- a member of the band. Mm. No doubt's got a whole Fleetwood Mac thing going on, too, which is... Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Once you boinking and go go, once you, dude, once you peel back the layers, Mm -hmm. once you let the pretension go, Mm -hmm. like, no doubt, as like offers like a lot of like interesting layers of music. I got into them like way late, yeah. (laughs) Like, I went from like, like hating them to like going, I get it, I get it. You know what? For me, I have Juliana Hatfield. So I think Juliana Hatfield serves what purpose, no doubt, would for me. How so? The, you know, a similar sort of, uh, like, vibe and sound, I think. Mm. Um, and, and I prefer Juliana Hatfield as a lyricist and, and mm-hmm. performer. So Speaking of 90s babes. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I used the word babes. Speaking of Dude. 90s rockers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You saw this fair. Oh yeah, yes, she retweeted something of yours. I know it was. I know. Oh my god, it was pretty awesome. That was that was really cool. I'm like, just play cool, just play cool, just play cool, just play cool. And I played it cool on social media, but internally, I was like, oh my god, it was retweeted my photo. Did she start following you? No. Did no. she slip into your DMs? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. But but that's true. Liz Fair also kind of fits that mm-hmm. that vibe. I so on a pure pop level, mm-hmm. no doubt fits that bill. Yeah. As for raw emotional 
That's Liz Fair. That's Liz Fair. Yeah. That's yeah. Fucking run, man. Oh my god! Like that's yeah, no, welcome as soon as to she Guyville. Launched into that. I was just like, I yeah. go. <laughs> so it obviously innings was a huge success. Yes. Um, to the point where coming back next year. Yeah, I know. To the point where no one is talking about. McDowell Music Festival. Which took place the same weekend. The same weekend. Which, to our Australian listeners. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> and to our, um, so to, to Nick Cave and Neil Finn, I know you're listening. <laughs> um, Phine- uh, Phoenicians were privy to having two festivals on the same weekend. One was the McDowell Mountain Music Festival, mm-hmm. which had um, some pretty cool jam bands. Um, like, oh, I, and like Odeza, um, I'm sure you sure I pronounced that wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and a few other really cool bands. And then um, they, over in Tempe, about 10 miles away, they had a lot of 90s headliners. Um, sort of, yeah. I mean, it was, yeah. I mean, I guess you have that with Liz Fair and Cake and Eddie Vedder. And Cheryl Crow, Cheryl Crow, G Love, yeah. Um, and you've got, yeah, there was a mix of new bands in there too. I mean, that's St. Paul and the Broken Bones, yeah. So that's relatively new, and so, so there are a couple of newer bands in there as well. Oh. Um, but I would argue that as far as my news feed goes, mm-hmm. as far as Twitter goes, mm-hmm. as far as the national conversation went, yeah. Everyone talked about Eddie Vedder. Well, it's crazy to me that 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 every and I'm going to talk about this uh, in my recap for a limited engagement yeah. that's going to get posted on Monday. But please el- elaborate. Don't don't elaborate as much as you want to. I won't because it's the different show. Um, but <laughs> it, it's crazy to me that they focus on the Jason Isbell cover when that to me was like the least, the least, um, like poignant moment of the whole evening there was just so many there were so many highlights there and he was just such an engaging dude and just it was it was worth you know not getting home until after midnight and getting three hours of sleep and going into work monday morning in order to see him what i don't understand or i guess maybe the way that i guess the internet works Mm -hmm. is that i'm pretty sure a very Anytime he performs solo, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure t- sometimes when Pearl Jam performs, they're going to cover a song. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily have to make like national news. And why did this one? Because of its connection to A Star Is Born, right? And because of, which I haven't seen, and apparently doesn't Bradley Cooper say something about he modeled his character after Eddie? Yes, he um, Jackson Maine, the character he plays, was modeled to a degree after Eddie Vedder, especially with the voice. Um, okay. Um, and depending on. I guess Aver maybe wasn't particularly keen on the idea, but went with it anyway. Mm-hmm. And then after seeing him, he's like, "Oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good, Bradley Cooper." <laughs> Go Is that your Eddie Vedder. <laughs> <laughs> um, and but I mean, like, I don't know what like. Whenever someone does a cover, it doesn't necessarily have to make 
be clickbait. Well, okay, and so here's the thing, especially when you look at at other covers in his in his um in the, during the evening. So he did a little as he pronounces it, which I'm sure is correct, right? Cuz he's a big, you know, Hawaiian head, right? Mm-hmm. Ukulele. <laughs> um he he did a little ukulele lesson playing um the Beatles something. Okay. And that was kind of a highlight. He played uh he played uh, Isn't It a Pity on Pump Organ. Holy shit. Yeah, and he played um he played of course he did a co- he did Last Kiss, which was already a cover. Mm-hmm. Um but then he played Open All Night off of Nebraska. Oh my god. Dude. Yeah. Yeah, and he covered uh Tom Petty's Wildflowers. Holy shit. Those were the ones that were bigger to me. I'm like, that's to me, that's more noteworthy. I would like, I like Isbell. I mm-hmm. liked the first hour of A Star is Born. Mm-hmm. Um, but I understand it's in the, the consciousness. Oh, and he did, he did on electric ukulele, an electric ukulele from 1931, he did a cover of Should I Stay or Should I Go? Oh my God. <laughs> That should have been the thing, right? Um, and I um, so, so um, McCartney was doing something too on ukulele like a few tours ago, wasn't he? Oh, I don't know. That's just like his. It's his tribute to George. Okay, that like makes he would, sense. Um, he would. I think it's something he would do on ukulele, Paul. Because something. I mean, something is one of the greatest Beatles songs of all time, and mm-hmm. it's it's George's song, right? It's so good that even Sinatra let down his guard and said, you know, these guys. <laughs> these guys. Yeah, these guys. Hey, hey, Dino. Dino, yeah. these guys. Yeah, so, they got it. But um, I think, to me, Liz Fair doing fucking run mm-hmm. is, like, worthy of press. I thought, and thankfully, Ed Masley gave them some press uh, and... and it was one of the highlights for me as well was the baseball project. Yeah. I mean, seeing, seeing Scott McCoy up there and Steve Wynn and, and Mike Mills was there too, right? No, he was not. Oh, he, he was, was not. Oh. Peter Buck was. Peter Buck. Okay. So you've got, that's who I meant to say. You've got nineties alt rock royalty up on stage there mm-hmm. as the first band on the first day of innings festival. And that's, mm-hmm. that to me was that, that was, the, those bookends with the Liz Fair sandwich um, was um, were the highlights for me. And uh, Baseball Project is not following me on the Twitter. They're following you. They're following they, me. They responded to one of my tweets. Nice. Yeah. So yeah, we should all hang out. We should. We should. I I me, totally. You know what? Me, you, Baseball Project, and Nels Klein. Yeah, and and Ed will be there too. Yeah. Yeah. Ed's invited. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Ed already the, knows Scott McCoy. So, yeah. um, which, by the way, um, Ed Masley, if you're listening, um, Ed um, knows that Coke Zero uh-huh. is the drink of, you know, a highly, you know, of great music writers <laughs> in the Arizona area. <laughs> Ed Masley, I'm drinking Coke Zero Sugar Orange Vanilla. Is it good? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> They didn't. They were out of the regular Coke they, Zero. Well, they were out of regular Coke Zero. Well, Ed shared my frustration 
when they changed the formula of they, Coke Zero. Did they change the formula? They changed the formula. I know. As Why a, does Coke do that? I don't drink soda anymore. Yeah. So. You see your... Pop. The yeah. pop. Pop. <laughs> That's why I called it in my... Like, when I lived in Michigan, we mm-hmm. called it pop. Mm-hmm. When, uh, when I lived in Wisconsin, they called it soda. <laughs> Whenever I said pop, they would look at me like I was a dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're the weird ones. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, he shared in my frustration that they changed the formula of Coke Zero. Mm-hmm. And when they changed it, Channel 4 just kind of went, it's just different. And now I'm drinking this orange vanilla because like, they're completely out of cherry Coke Zero and regular Coke Zero. And um, I, and Masley, if you're listening, two out of five stars. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I gotta say the I you know I like orange vanilla stuff like creamsicle tasting stuff so the um, the as, as I'm driving home mm-hmm. every day there's a a uh, starting like last week there was a a Coke vanilla orange billboard the, this is the um this is the frozen yogurt equivalent of the regular Coke. of regular Coke Zero <laughs> it's okay. Are you sure it's not the custard of? Um... You're giving it too much credit. Okay, it's okay. All right, which means if this were the bad place, this <laughs> would be instead of regular Coke vanilla orange, you would get Coke Zero vanilla orange. Yeah, gotcha. Being sad, I should go get it, girl. So I'm going to go get it, girl. Good one. Unclear. Way. Look at everything just to be safe. And I should be able to avoid glitches by watching what I say around Jason and Tahani. Ah, <sighs> thank you for your help. I'm so glad we're friends. Me too. And since we're friends, I can tell you this honestly. Take that outfit out of rotation. It makes you look bottom heavy. It does, doesn't it? Ugh. It's okay with you. I'm going to go to my void for a little while. I just need to spend some time alone and focus on myself. Take all the time you need. Hi there. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Janet, who's that man? This is my new rebound boyfriend, Derek. I made him. <laughs> Hi, so I'm Derek. You must be Mike. Ah, okay. That makes more sense. <laughs> you must be Michael. Janet's made a lot of talk talk into my ear holes about you. Michael, 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 Clickle, Clickle, Clickle. <laughs> Janet, you can't make a person. I know, but I did though. <laughs> Eleanor said that to forget about Jason, I should create a rebound guy. Derek. So I made one. Hi. Derek. Oh, I'm her boyfriend and she made me. He's so nice. <laughs> Whoa, look at this glass. Oh my God. I'm in there, too. I think he really wants. What's going on right now? It's my first time making someone, so he might be a little bit off. Look, this could be... Please put that down. This could be very dangerous. It, it shouldn't even be possible. Well, maybe not 800 reboots ago, but apparently now it is. <laughs> Can you believe this? Derek, is it Derek? It's Derek. Derek, could you please give me and Janet a moment alone? Go back to the void, babe. I'll be there in a minute. Okay. I'll miss you like crazy. I'll miss you more. No. I'll miss you more. What a dork, am I right? <laughs> I wrote I wrote on the introduction of Derek. This is the one time I have not seen Manzukas playing asshole. I know, right? Mm-hmm. That made me completely reevaluate him. His role as Derek made me just that in his interview on Marin. Oh um, yeah, that was good. Yeah, it was really good. But uh, so I know between he's not, those couple of things. And I know he's not like an asshole in real life. Well, okay, and so have you listened to the 
how did this get made? James Bond crossover. James oh, I've listened crossover. to. I'm I. I listened to how did this get made. Fairly on the regular. Yeah. Okay. Um. And like he's he always comes out saying what's up, assholes. Or, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like his persona. That's the persona. And yeah. That's I'm cool with that. Mm-hmm. Um. But then, of course, once they get moving, he usually has the most logical argument to like. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's by far, he's usually by far the reason why I listen. I know that I don't like Paul mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. Um, his wife or whoever the guest is. Um, is, it, is the other, the third person his wife? Yeah. Um, I forget her name. Uh, I'm also forgetting her name, but she's really funny. Yeah. Um, she's on Grace and Frankie, too. Yeah. And she was, um, God, I can't think of her. It's June David Raphael. That's it. Um, June. Her name's June. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's his wife. Hmm. Um, but, and I never, and it's a funny thing that show, I'm not, was never that big of a Paul Shear fan either, mm-hmm. just because all I knew him from yeah, was always- all these VH1. Yeah, he just always seems like such a jerk. Yeah, like, yeah, just like the whiny kind of. I got, got buck teeth and yeah, yeah. Um, but no, he's funny and he's he smart. Is. Yeah, I, yeah. I've also since changed my opinion on him as mm-hmm. well. Yeah, and I always, like, I always liked Mantukas mm-hmm. from like his other appearances in the Sure Verse, mm-hmm. um, as we're now dubbing it. Apparently, yes. Yeah. Hashtag Shurvers. <laughs> <laughs> um, because everybody knows we are trendsetters. Yes. <laughs> no hashtag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but uh, no, I um, this is I've seen him. Um, I watched that Will Ferrell movie. He's in the house. Oh yeah, yeah. He's an asshole in that. Is he? Yeah. I, His character I, is. I gave that a miss, even though Don't. Amy Poehler's in it. Don't even bother, dude. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I, I, it's, he's kind of a dick in nine, nine. He is, but he's fun in that. He's like, he's turned up to 11 in that. And Mm -hmm. it's also, he's not in nine, nine. Well, I mean, how much do we want to go into this? If we're going to be like the, what was it going to be? Were we going to be nine, nining or the nine niners? What was the name? Oh, oh man! What did I name it? What did I name our podcast? You know what? We can go back to the oh, no. feed and find it. Um, no, it's um, uh, it's anything to do with uh, noise. Uh, oh, the noise place. The noise, that's yes. <laughs> the noise place, <laughs> and that's the game Brooklyn Nine Nine. <laughs> that's yeah. That's pretty good. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I he's still even though he's crazy in that, he still has qualities that are endearing. Mm-hmm. Um, the way him and Rosa, yeah, like exactly, he's perfect for Rosa. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh. Uh, until he's not. Yeah. But so let's wrap this up because we're all we're we're gonna hit two hours. You were gonna lecture me on Becker. No, 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 no I wasn't. Okay. I was gonna be mad about you. Oh God! Because do you did you really not like Mad About You? It's it was at least in the we, beginning, maybe with like the first three four seasons. We've had this a discussion. Show. Have we? I think we've had. Maybe I maybe I forgot because of how wrong you are. <laughs> <laughs> 
How wrong I am, sir. <laughs> I mean, you have the charming and lovely Helen Hunt. Yes. And the and the hysterically funny Paul Reiser. I Again, I And it's okay, I'm also fully willing to admit that I was an odd kid. When I was when I was in my teens, I read Paul Reiser's Couplehood and found it hysterically funny. So I'm basing it off of a couple episodes I watched. One would be I think it's the first season where Christy Brinkley made Oh, the VR appearance. episode? The VR episode. Yeah. And he makes a bunch of bad Billy Joel jokes. <laughs> like, is honestly really the only word? <laughs> and it's like, okay. And me, and I'm not, I'm not excited about it. Um, plus, it's just. I have concerns about it. I have concerns about it because they, I mean, how do you recreate that? And there's no Murray. Uh, Murray was definitely the glue that kept it together, mm-hmm. but um, Murray's the dog, right? Murray was the dog, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I mean, they they can't have Murray still around. This is twenty some odd years later, mm-hmm. right? So, well, no, I guess not. I think that it managed to make it into the early two thousands. Maybe I think it. I think because it ran for seven years. So, um, I should say it's more to me. We've already done Will and Grace. Mm-hmm. We've already done Roseanne slash the Connors. Mm-hmm. We're um I'm a little surprised that we got this back. Like um it seems like one of the less likely ones to be done, mm-hmm. but apparently there's there's a whole sub culture for Mad About You. I just there's so many other things. So many other, I'm pretty sure, good shows that we'll never get to see. Mm-hmm. That well, I was going to ask. So, and I, I apologize for interrupting, but mm-hmm. it's what I do. I was going to ask. You know, with all of these things, obviously, with the exception of Coach, all of the principal players <laughs> of Cheers are alive, right? So they could do a Cheers reboot, right? They could, and I'd be for. But that's the thing they want now. They're working on a Frasier reboot. Are they really? They're Kelsey wants one. No kidding. Yeah. I, I I don't know if I need that. After rewatching Frasier, I don't know if I need that. I got to tell you, I'm in season 10 now. Uh-huh. Um, it's really certain. Like, I didn't think it could sustain the level of quality that it, it would. Mm-hmm. But the last few seasons, um, like, I, it was, I think it was the finale of season eight to the beginning of season nine with the Patricia Clarkson. Oh, arc. yeah, yeah. And then to bring all to bring back Lilith, Diane, yeah, and his hippie. That's a great episode. Yes, I really like that episode a lot. That was amazing. All his girlfriends passed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I just watched Denial's Heart Attack. Oh yeah, um, which was amazing too. No, there are some great episodes in there. Like, I just and and when I was thinking about um, Eleanor suggesting to janet that she sleep with michael yeah i, I, I just <laughs> the there's the Roz fraser <laughs> oh yeah yeah, yeah. fraser arc where they were sleeping together yeah like it's really like i'm surprised it's still sustaining this really high level of quality nine ten seasons in yeah um i and 
But Cheers did the same thing. Yeah. And Seinfeld wasn't even... They, they canceled Seinfeld because they didn't think they could sustain it. Right. Well, Seinfeld quit. He mm-hmm. was like, we're done. You yeah. Know, we, we're not going to go anymore. They would have... They, I think they wanted them to go longer because the ratings were still huge. Well, and plus they got rid of Larry. Yeah. And that, that, that did not help. Right. So I think that was a good... Probably a good choice for them. Well, and I think... Um, I, I was kind of joking, but I was like, they'll, they'll do Wings next. <laughs> I Shaloub is... A, I guess Shaloub's for it. Oh, really? <laughs> well, I think is he kind of hinted thing? at Marin. Like, That's pretty funny. Uh, yeah, I mean, I actually liked Wings a lot. I thought it was a pretty fun show. I, um, I barely remember it. I remember... The talents of Thomas Hayden Church and Tim Daly, yeah. Stephen Weber, Tony Shaloub. Mm-hmm. Crystal something or other. Crystal Bernard. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I remember her from, uh, there's that waitress show. It's a living. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. With Angelian and where they were on top of the, is it the Fanta Blue in LA? <laughs> I don't know. Either way, it's just. Anyhow, I, I, I was actually, I, I thought that, that Paul Reiser and Helen Hunt portrayed a good couple and it'll be interesting to see what they end up doing with it. And also, I think Paul Reiser's become a much better actor. Mm-hmm. Like, I really liked his his stint on Stranger Things. Um, so I haven't watched season two yet. Okay. So I know I need to. Yeah, yeah. Season three should be coming soon. Yeah, and um, he's I liked him in Aliens. Um, I think he's a much better actor now. I, I think he's just much better. There's so. that show he did... I have Amazon. I should watch it. But Red Oaks. Oh yeah, he was really good in that too. No, that's a that's a fun like eighties nostalgia trip uh, series. Mm-hmm. I I really liked that show quite a bit actually. I still need to watch Diner. Oh it's yeah, in there on my shelf. Yeah, saying watch me, Jason, watch me. You should watch it. And I'm like, no, I need to watch the favorite. <laughs> I need to watch. I need to get caught up on Oscars. <laughs> Watch Diner. Diner yeah. is just, it's, I, yeah. I can't recommend that film highly enough. Okay. Well, it's its one of my favorites all time. Yeah. But shall we, uh, shall we sign off and. Keep it sleazy? Keep it sleazy. Or what was it? Uh, my bad. My, Jared, <laughs> your bad is saying my bad. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for it, buddies. And write to us. Yes. And review us. Yes. Thank you, all of you, for listening. Yeah. No, no, no shitting you guys. We want to hear from all of our international listeners. It would be really cool to, to hear from you guys. So. Nick Cave. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear from you, Nick. This has been a Hoonwaddle production. If you enjoyed this podcast, why not check out one of our other fine podcasts available from Hootenwaddle.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any number of podcast apps. If you'd like to support Hootenwaddle and get access to an exclusive member-only podcast, receive discounts on merch, and more, go to patreon.com forward slash Hootenwaddle.